Let's giggity get it, son. (laughs) (laughs) That was not what I was expecting. Um, (laughs) Hi, and welcome to our podcast. (laughs) This is the Claw Crypt. Yep. We talk about true crime while we drink White Claws. We also talk about dead people, but today we're talking about true crime. (laughs) We should eventually do, like, conspiracy theories, too. I have a lot of those. And, like, spooky places. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We could go to the spooky places. We could go to the spooky places. Road trip. Every time we've gone to a spooky place in Minnesota, though, they've been, like, lies. Yeah, Like, like the sanitarium. Yeah. Over in Pine City. We went to that supposed ghost town, but it was literally woods. Yeah, it was filled by trees by then. (sighs) Stupid. Yeah. That was like a four-hour drive. And I think that's like the only thing that we went that way to, like, to do, Mm -hmm. was go to that ghost town. Yep. Sucks. Mm -hmm. Need to find more, like, legitimate places i would like to travel out to like a completely different state well we are going to plain plain field Plainfield? yes Plainfield, wisconsin yeah. we're going there tuesday yeah so in like two days uh-huh. whose car are we taking <laughs> i don't know if i can get another tire by then we can take mine god oh, they probably heard that that was my roommate's They're a little loud. You'll probably hear them throughout the episode, but it's fine. Just pretend they don't exist. We should have stuck the couch cushions on the door. (laughs) Barrier. Yep. Goodbye. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about Mr. Eddie Gein. Person who inspired Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was telling my dad about him last night. I was like, we're going to talk about Ed Gein. And he was like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, my mom had no idea who he was either, and then she called me like an hour after I talked to her, and she's like, oh my gosh, I just did a ton of research. And I was like, yeah, mom, so did I. Like, He's kind of <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> He's also inspiration for Psycho, and another movie, I forgot the name of it, starts with a D. Deus Dick. It was, I can't think of it. I don't remember. It was an older movie. There's quite a bit of movies about him, actually. There's some books about him, too. Mm-hmm. The only, like, actual movie that I found so far that is about him and not, like, Hollywood spinoff is, of of him is, um... Excuse me. It's just called Ed Gein, the Plainfield Butcher, I think. It came out last year. I haven't seen it yet because Amazon says they have it, but then you click on it and it's like, it's unavailable right now. Stupid. I know. Yeah, I want to get more subscriptions so I can watch more true crime online. I have Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, Peacock. I don't know. My boy forgot that one. It kind of sucks. I've heard of that one. Yeah. I want to get Paramount. I have Hulu right now. I can give you my Paramount. That's what Zach said, too. I only have two people on my... Well, like me and my mom. And my mom hardly ever watches it. I'm pretty sure I can have up to three. 
I did a free trial for it just so I could watch an episode of uh, Jersey Shore <laughs> Family Vacation. They only have up to season four. I had to buy season five um, from Amazon, I think. I had the hardest time finding season three mm-hmm. of Family Vacation. I they kept making free trials on MTV so I could watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had to dedicate like a week to finishing that season. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Well, should we get into it? Yeah, probably. Okay, I've well. Been shit talking for a while. <laughs> I'm Emily, by the way. Kenzie. That way you can identify who's who. Yeah. People say we sound the same on the phone, though, so I don't know how it's going to be with this, but. Probably won't even be able to tell. Yeah, it's we'll fine. See. We both sound like children. <laughs> yeah. I also look like a child. I look like I'm 12. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. So, Ed Gein. Yeah. Tell us about Ed Gein. Uh, (laughs) Edward Theodore Gein was born in La Croix. It's La Crosse. La Crosse, uh, Wisconsin, on August 27th, 1906. Um, He had one brother named Henry. Mm. Older brother. I just got shot in the eye. He was born in 2001, so he's five years older. Yeah, five years. Something like that. And then uh, he has a father, George, who was an alcoholic, and a mother, Augusta, who... Just fuck her. She's <laughs> such a fucking bitch. I hate her. She's a goddamn psycho. In quotations next to her name, I literally have bitch religious fanatic. She does. <laughs> Can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, she's fucking psycho. Yep. Okay, so a little bit about the psychotic mom. So why she's a psycho? It's probably because she was one of eight children. That's I'm a one lot. of six, and that's enough for me. Yeah, going over to her house all the time, that's, that's a lot of kids. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to, probably would have turned out the same, too. Um, she had two parents, Amelia and Frank. I think it's like Lecre. I suck at pronunciation, so bear with me here. Um, they were actually German immigrants from Prussia, and they left their home during the great old Lutheran exodus in the mid-19th century. So this is like when Lutherans were such a big thing. Um, uh, Lutherans are kind of, um, no, no hate, but like the old Lutherans, they're a little, uh, what would be the word for it? Crazy. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so. I have some people in my family that were Lutheran. They're Christian now, I think. But they they weren't like this. I, yeah, there's some, like, good Lutherans out there that are like, what the fuck? That's, you know, just like there's some bad Christians and some good Christians. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's really hit or miss with religions. Like, some people take it way too seriously. And it causes a lot of problems. Like, um. Ed was the result of these problems. Yep. <laughs> Don't treat your kids like this. Um, so a little bit about Lutherans. Um, they believe that every human is full of sinful intentions, and this is why the human race should burn in the eternal damnation of hell. So basically, like, the whole world is hell. And, like, yeah, we're all gonna burn in it. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great time. Um, Augusta was really firm in her beliefs, and even more so after she had married um, George, 
which is Ed's father. Um, they got married on December 11th, 1900. And her main reason for not leaving the piece of shit was just because of her beliefs. Like, I don't know if you want to tell us a little bit about his father. Uh, George was an orphan at a young age because his family was swept away in a Mississippi flood. I couldn't find much more about that besides they were just gone. They Their bodies were never found. Um, dun, dun, dun. Definitely had a drinking problem. Um, from what I heard the abuse with Augusta was mostly like slapping and then eventually she would drop to the ground and just pray for him to die uh, he did abuse Fuck Henry him. and Ed a little bit but when they got older he kind of stopped that because he saw that they were getting bigger I mean abuse is abuse still so like obviously that still fucked him up but it stopped after they became teenagers I hope they fucked him up back I don't think they did. I couldn't find anything on it, but I think he just thought, like, oh, shit, like, they're getting big, they work on farms, like, lay off a bit. <laughs> now they're gonna gang up on me. Yeah. <laughs> they're not gonna be, like, a gust and just drop. <laughs> like, <laughs> drop and start praying. <laughs> um, so... Speaking of the kids, the only reason why Augusta would have sex was just because of her children. She believed that sex was sinful and it just, like, shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and she despised men because of George, you know, because George treated her like shit. So she would, um, you know, pray that something would happen to him so he would just, like, drop dead. She wouldn't have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> And um, before Ed and Henry were born, she was praying that she would have a baby girl. Um, but even though when Ed popped out and he obviously had a wee-wee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the paper, but... <laughs> yes. <laughs> she immediately didn't want him to be like other men. And, well, she lived up to that one because he is not like your basic men, I don't think. Um, no. Your typical man's does the things ed does um so she owned a small grocery store in their house like or in the town of lacrosse um and she had that grocery store until they moved out to their farmhouse in plainfield wisconsin sometime in 1915 and at this time ed was eight years old um around the time that they moved ed had disobeyed augusta and he had snuck into the shed where his parents were with a pig <coughs> carcass hanging upside down Ed had allegedly said that when Augusta had sliced the pig down the middle, releasing its intestines, he was aroused. So he was, like, getting off on the pig's intestines coming out the pig. I did not know that. That's some kinky shit, man. <laughs> did you know, like, pig intestines make hot dogs? <laughs> just hold a hot dog. I would have done the same thing for him. I just ate a brat for breakfast this morning. <laughs> <laughs> gross um but yeah she was so protective over her kids so like she wouldn't let them go anywhere except for school and back home and if ed tried making any friends uh he she would scold him and tell them that uh his friend came from a bad family and that he doesn't want to be a loser like his father and that he has to remain loyal to her which is kind of weird like no, you can't have any friends. Um, your only friend is me, because I'm your mom, and, like, you gotta be loyal to me, love me. Yeah, she's, like, controlling and manipul manipulative to, like, the highest extent. 
It's fucking... Like, and he was raised that way since he was a kid, so I don't think he really, like... Thought, thought anything of it. Yeah, like, he called his mom his first love and best friend, so, like, I... <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think he knew that that's not how a normal family is. I mean, it's one thing to be, like, close to your mom, but it's another yeah. thing to be, like, in love with her. That's, like, some incest-type shit, and... Yeah. There are rumors that they had more of an intense relationship than it's confirmed to be, but those are just rumors, so we don't really know. Mm-hmm. But still raises some red flags. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And every day when they would get home from school, she would lecture them about the evils of drinking and women. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know women are psycho. Obviously, she's a good example of it, but we're not all evil. I mean... I'm okay sometimes. Well, to her, all women are, like, prostitutes of the devil, pretty much. Like, but the devil's not paying me, so, like, (laughs) they're more like hookers, I guess. Maybe when we get to hell, that's when we get the money. You know, we'll be rich as hell. I need to up my body count then, (laughs) shit. (laughs) Good thing I'm single. Okay, so when Ed was in school, he went to Branderson Hall and Thomas Mills High School. Um, He was really bullied because of a growth on his tongue and called saggy eye, because one of his eyes is a lot lower than the other. I didn't notice it right away until I actually looked at the pictures, and I was like, oh, I can definitely see it now. He's in limp eye mode. I literally (laughs) thought his head was just, like, tilted in every picture. Like, one eye is way lower than the other. (laughs) Me. Yep. Um... Yeah, the kids were kind of assholes to him. He dropped out in eighth grade to work on the family farm. Um, His father, George, died in 1940. Uh, The cause of death, I found respiratory failure and heart failure. I don't exactly know which one it was. I've seen both multiple times. Uh, Ed was only 34 when that happened. After George's death, Henry and Ed would work odd jobs to help out, like fixing fences, hanging windows, painting houses, and patching roofs. Um, The employers found that Ed was odd, but said he was polite and dependable. He actually would babysit for the neighbors, and um, Georgia, we'll get into her at the end, like, said he was great with children, basically. Like, played with them all the time. Um... And a lot of people said that he liked children, not in an inappropriate way, but because he, like, resonated more with them. Because he never really matured. I feel like a lot of uh, serial killers are like that, though. Like, they're super charming to everybody out in public, and then they just have this super dark side. Which is terrifying. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you could literally anybody you say hi to on the street for all you know they could be a fucking serial killer they could have bodies up in their basement or you know drums made out of skin yeah like crap (laughs) he charmed so many fucking people everybody thought he was an amazing guy to my next story i'm already preparing the next one that i want to do and i've been looking into charles manson i've read like six books on him and i actually have his book in that drawer that he co-authored but i'm listening (laughs) to one on audiobooks right now on audible which i love audible by the way use it at work all the time yeah it's so nice so his brother henry would tell ed that he needed to like get out of the house away from his mom go explore the world figure out what there is out there and be 
a normal person. And uh, that pissed Ed off and Ed's mother, obviously, because they were so close. And on May 16th, 1944, the boys were burning marsh on the farm and the fire kind of got out of control. <laughs> and um, Ed waited. So the fire department came out and Ed waited until they had left before he called in saying that they couldn't find his brother. A little suspicious. Suspicious to me. Yep. And when a search team got That's brought suspicious. in, Ed basically led them straight to his body. Like, within a few feet of his body. Which, it, they had, like, a hundred and some acres, I think it was. So, like, that's... I don't know what part of it was on fire, but, like, there's plenty of places to search before that one spot where he was found. This makes me excited for when we go out there to actually see, so we can literally, like, visually see we, how much... I there's think- no trespassing signs and offense... Um, on every tree they said there's a sign so I don't know if we'll be able to get onto the property but we can definitely go up to the fence and like look I mean if there's nobody around I don't mind <laughs> yeah breaking a couple rules um, <laughs> Henry's cause of death was listed as asphyxiation um, with all like the forensic stuff though like this was years ago so you don't really know how accurate it is asphyxiation could have been due to strangling or the smoke getting in his lungs it could have been either one you know basically he was just like suffocating somehow yep um so, oh, oh he was 43 years old i forgot about that when this happened the fire yep henry was so he's full-blown adult he should have been able they were outside he should have been able to get away from the smoke and fire he's 43 and he's still living with us like parents apparently i mean no hate to people that live with their parents but like you're 43 (laughs) i mean they were helping because mom didn't have a job and like yeah well didn't you say this is around like the great depression era too so like everything's just rough as shit kind of like just coming out of great depression people are still like trying to build their lives back up together and figure shit out and world war ii had just started during that time too world war ii was in 1939 and his father died a year after the war started henry died five years after the war started so things were hard no matter what regardless yeah damn Okay, um, so a little bit more about his mom. So around, I think this was around the same time. Um, a year later, after the fire and stuff, his mom had a stroke. And Ed would take care of her and he'd read her the Bible. <laughs> that sounded nice. <laughs> that was a good one. Crisp. <laughs> I tried to do it quietly. <laughs> As we're talking about the Bible. (laughs) Hey, you're drinking. That's a sin. You're an evil woman. I know. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) I'm almost done. I almost need another one. (laughs) Um, So she had a stroke. And so he would take care of her, read her the Bible. And once she recovered, um, they went to go get hay from a guy named Smith, which we couldn't really find a whole lot about him. I hate this story. (laughs) This is the worst part for me. Um, When Ed and his mom got there, Smith was beating a dog to death. What? 
Yeah. He what? Yeah. He was no! just outside beating the living shit out of this dog. Not the puppy. And his girlfriend, I think it was Smith's girlfriend, came out and started freaking out like, hey, what are you doing to my dog? And George's mom was very upset, but not because there was a dog that had just gotten beat to death, but because she was a whore. Like, she was living with a man she was not married to, and she had no right to be there. What a fucking cunt. Yep. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I don't... Okay, I could talk about people dying all day long, but as soon as you hit me with the animals, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) Like, what could a a dog really have done to make you beat it to death? They're so innocent. Yeah. I mean, I know my dogs piss me off every now and again when they decide to piss on the floor or eat the dinner that I made when I'm going pee, but, like... But, like, just beating a dog to death would take a lot. I would never hit them. I'm gonna cry now. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, he was beating a dog... Um, woman comes out of the house yelling at him to stop, and Ed's mom was super pissed off, um, because of the whore. Damn whores. <laughs> Probably just a girlfriend who was, like, hanging out there. I don't even know if she lived there or not, but... Well, who knows if they even were, like, banging. They could have just been besties. I, I have guy friends. Yep. Um, and soon after that, Ed's mom had another stroke, which led to her death in December of 1945. So Ed lost his family in, like, the span of a whole five years. So yep. he's probably pretty traumatized at this point. He's, like, the last Especially man standing. Especially by Mama. Oh, yeah, because she was his precious. Yep. So he obviously went downhill after that. Mm. Well, he wasn't close with his father. Henry... He might have killed. There's no actual proof of it, but it's very possible, especially because Henry was kind of, like, bad-mouthing Mom. And then Mom died. And that's the only one that I think he really... Gave a shit about? Yeah. What the fuck? So, after Augusta died, Ed stopped taking care of the house, except for his mom's room. Uh, He basically blocked off his mom's area and, like, didn't touch it. Like, it was untouched even when the police got there like boarded off no one has ever gone in there since she it's passed like sacred space now yeah. um ed pretty much stayed home alone uh, unless he was running errands and sometimes he would stop for a drink at the local tavern but for the most part he was kind of a loner um, i mean same i probably wouldn't talk to many people after my mom died like i'd be so upset and traumatized if my mom well, when my mom passes, I know she's going to pass eventually, and I hate thinking about it. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> After Ed's mom died, he started researching anatomy, and he also started reading books about World War II Nazis and, like, the experiments they did on people and cannibalism. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. So he's, um, I mean... The Nazis and stuff is interesting. Yeah, I read all about World War II, but he was reading, like, the darker side of stuff, like, Doctor... I forgot his name, but the one who would, like, take twins and, like, torture one and see if the other one could feel anything. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, Okay, you don't know his name either. No, (laughs) No, I don't remember hearing about this. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, there were some fucked up experiments that the Nazis did on the Jewish people. Is this how, like, Frankenstein became a thing? I think Frankenstein was before World War II. I mean, if you look at the first movie, it's, like, black and white, and it's, like, picture frame shit. I don't know. It's weird. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Well... So, after that, so obviously he was going downhill, so, like, he's all grimy and disgusting, you know, he's stopped showering, he's a little bit smelly, and people are noticing that his appearance is declining, um, like, when he would show up for odd jobs and stuff, people started saying that he smelled bad, and that he just seemed off, because, like, they used... He was reliable, he was dependable, they used to say he was polite, and now all of a sudden he's just, like... Ew. (laughs) What I read, he never really had friends, but because it was such a small town, everyone kind of knew him. So they kind of knew when something was off with him. Kind of how small towns are. I mean, look at Princeton. Yeah. Um, He, so in 1951, Ed went to dig up 51-year-old Eleanor Adams the same day that she was buried. I want to know how, like, he knew that she was being buried that day. Was he, like, stalking out in the cemetery, or did he know her? I mean, newspapers would tell you, like, like hey, when this person dies, the funeral's this day. Usually they're buried the same day as the funeral. I mean, that's how it was, like, during my grandma's funeral, we buried her the same day. We all, like, paraded over to the graveyard. Yeah. I'm glad my family doesn't do that shit. We do, like, a bonfire, Excuse we get a bunch me. of drinks, and celebrate... I feel like that's the best way to do it. Like, celebrate their life, not their death. Like, let them see that, you know, at least they're not suffering anymore. Yep. Um, Also in 1951, there were two hunters in a bar um, in Plainfields, and they were said to have gone missing with uh, no trace. So nothing was ever found of them. The only thing that they had found was a jacket near the Gein property, which is like... What'd you do with them, Ed? I looked Where at the are map, they? and Ed lived quite a ways out of the town. So, like, it's... They would have had to have gone And really he had a farm fun. with a ton of land. They're so, like... probably buried there somewhere, honestly, and I bet you they never found him because they were so distracted by all the other things. Yeah. Well, some, like, spiritual medium medium person went onto his property and got permission and I was kind of watching a video of her and I don't exactly know how true it is I've never watched her videos before but she um, brought this like weird thing where like you could hear voices called a ghost box and apparently it was Ed Gein talking and she asked if there was dead people here she was like I feel dead people are there still people buried here and you could hear like clear as day the voice box go yes they're buried in the mounds and if she like looked and like turned around there was like mounds of dirt that just kind of like hills but yeah that was creepy yeah no thank you Ooh, do you still have that electromagnetic reader thingy i do we should bring that with us okay see if we can pick up any ghostly people oh my god that'd be terrifying But yeah, we can. <laughs> I'd probably run for my life if anybody responded to it, but... Um, just to say hi. <laughs> hey! What's up, Gein? Um, so... A terrible... A terrible smell was complaining. <laughs> 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 so I should be wearing my glasses. 
a neighbor was complaining about a terrible smell that was coming from the Gein property, but nobody ever went to investigate it, so I wonder if maybe that was the hunters or the smell of Eleanor that they're smelling because like dead people they smell really bad i don't know from experience but i know from other people's experiences fuck up number one they should have investigated that yeah definitely like what the fuck at least gone to his property and like talked to him well i don't know if anybody i don't know if they reported it or not i just know they were complaining about it so maybe they reported it either way they should have went to investigate it yeah um, they probably would have found Eleanor's shit, and then they could have saved a lot of people from a despair. Mm-hmm. So in 1953, Evelyn Hartley, and this is a 15-year-old girl, which is kind of sad because, like, she's 15. Yeah. She's so vulnerable. Um, she was abducted while babysitting in La Crosse, Wisconsin, um, and the house that she was babysitting at had pry marks on some of the windows. So, like, obviously somebody broke in to abduct her. Yeah. First entry. Oh, yeah. Now, remember that this is in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Ed now lives in Plainfield, but he was, or his mother was from La Crosse. So, he has relatives over there. And the weird thing is, is that he was visiting a relative at the time that was, like, literally a few blocks away from this house that Evelyn was abducted from. Nothing is confirmed that Ed was doing it, because he denied it, and he took two lie detector tests, which he passed, even though those really don't mean anything. You can't even use them in court, and they're just kind of bullshit. I watched a video um, the other day where uh, the police thought a mom had killed her own, I think it was like 13-year-old daughter. And right away brought her to the police station and made her take a lie detector test, and she failed. And I was like, obviously, you're going to fail because that measures your, like, heart rate, your breathing, and all that. And your kid just died. Yeah, like, your your heart rate and breathing is going to be all over the place. No matter what at that point. And they tried using that in court, and everyone was like, no. (laughs) No. Fuck that. Poor mom. Yeah. Imagine losing your kids and then being blamed for it. Yep. Yeah, so that was way too much of a coincidence, I think. I think he totally did it. Don't know what he did with her body, but... Probably turned it into a chair. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Sat and read his books in it, drank his coffee. (laughs) Uh, His first confirmed victim is believed to be Mary Hogan. She was 51 and she worked at the local tavern, the one that he would drink at. And um, she was shot while working on December 8th, 1945. That's what terrifies me about working in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. One of these days, somebody's going to come in with a rifle and just pop, 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 pop. Hell no. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't care what the whole training thing says. I'm The video bye. that we have to watch every few months. The same it's thing. It's so dramatic. They're like, I'm going to whack you over the head with a keyboard. I'm like, <laughs> I'm okay. pretty sure it's a laptop. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's only that I actually pay attention to them. Um, the customer came into the tavern later on that day and found a 32 cartridge next to a really big, basically, puddle of blood. And he noticed that the blood had a smear trail all the way out the back door. Cover up your fucking tracks, Gein. What the fuck? <laughs> yep. Uh, the sawmill owner was talking to Mary, 
and Ed joked, uh, she isn't, she, she ain't missing, she is at my farm right now. Uh, now we know that isn't a joke. She was literally at his farm. Literally ratted himself out, but he's yeah. like, <laughs> it's a joke, guys. And people just kind of like laughed it off because they were like, oh, it's, it's Ed. Yeah, he's a bit he's of a nut anything. job, like, whatever end of conversation get away from me type of thing if somebody tells you that a missing person is at their property please yeah. take them seriously so i would consider that fuck up number two because that should have definitely at least been reported or something yeah someone should have at least gone to the sheriff and been like hey look into this guy like he made this joke i know you don't have any leads look into him you know just common decency yep uh bernice warden uh, went missing November 16th, 1957, so about three years later. Um, her son Frank reported her missing after he had gotten back from deer hunting. The lights were still on in her shop, but the door was locked. Um, the day before that, Frank was in the store with his mom and Ed, and Ed had been asking Frank, like, oh, are you going deer hunting tomorrow? Because it's hunting opener. And, um... He was like, oh, yeah, I'm going hunting. Ed's like, oh, I'm going to go back and get antifreeze. And, like, first of all, you're at the store already. Buy the antifreeze today, not tomorrow. Like, that was the first weird thing. And then he, um, what else did he say? Can't think of it. I don't know. I'll think of it later. Um. Ed was the last person to go into the store, and the only thing that Frank noticed was a receipt for antifreeze, which is why he pointed Ed out to the police, finally. Dumbass. Yep. Should not have left your receipt. And again, same similar thing happened, large amounts of blood, and a trail leading through the back door. That's your first, like, well, not first, but, like, that's pretty fucked up. If you're going to commit a crime, at least, like... He literally told them, I'm coming back tomorrow to buy antifreeze. And then there's a receipt But you're antifreeze. in the store! <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So that got reported, so they're like, okay, we gotta investigate this guy. Like, there's something going on, obviously, like... He's got antifreeze. Finally, someone yeah. reported something. Finally, someone came to their senses. They almost sound like the LAPD. Yep. The LAPD is fucking idiots. Um, so the police arrived to his home, and Ed wasn't there. But Sheriff Schley, Schley, we, we don't know how to pronounce it. We tried Googling it. We couldn't find Mr. anything. Mr. Sheriff. Yeah, so he's just going to be Mr. Sheriff. So... Mr. Sheriff found him leaving a neighbor's home after eating dinner. So he was just, like, doing his normal errands, like, hanging out. You know, he had the, the same, same routine. And so he Ed got in the car, and he started talking about how someone was framing him for the murder of Bernice. And Mr. Sheriff had not mentioned Bernice's death. So, like... You fucked up again, Ed. <laughs> you just yeah. ratted yourself out. Someone's trying to frame you. Well, you didn't say anything. When cops are talking to you, you don't tell them any more information than they are asking. Request a lawyer right yes. away. Don't say shit. I mean, not that I'm on Ed's side here or anything, but like, yeah, he can't come on, man. Over. <laughs> you oh, did this also, to yourself. I didn't add this into the notes, but when they got to the police station, they had asked Ed what he had done that day, and he told them a story, and literally 
after he got done telling the story, they asked him again, so Ed, what'd you do today? And he told a completely different story. If you can't lie, at least keep up with it. <laughs> it was like a matter of minutes. What the fuck? How do you not even remember? He must be delusional. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we'll figure that out later on. <laughs> well, when the sheriff got back to the farmhouse, the front doors were locked, but the shed at the rear of the home was open. So I'm pretty sure this is the same shed that, like, where the pig intestine thing is mm-hmm. happened. So... Um, it was super dark, so he had to use a torch to look around. I don't know where flashlights even a thing. <laughs> I don't know. And what I read, it said a torch. It yeah, everywhere I saw, torch. everything I saw, they were using torches and stuff. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't around. I'm still a child, I guess. But I'm an adult child. But yeah, you would think around. they'd have flashlights at least around this time. But apparently not. They had cars. Yeah. Cars have headlights. I mean, this was... What year? Did cars have headlights? This was in 1957. I don't know. Oh, yeah. They, they definitely had lights. Yeah. I don't know. Unless it's like a torch, like a lamp type of thing. I don't know. I don't know. He had to use a torch to look around, though. <laughs> yep. Um, when he lit the torch, he saw a woman hanging upside down. And it was Bernice's. And I wonder if he got this woman hanging upside down thing from the pig idea. Probably. So he's like, ooh, they hang pigs upside down when they butcher them and stuff. So now I gotta, like, prime this human. So I'm gonna hang her upside down, drain all the blood, you know. Um, Her legs were spread super wide. And there was a big, long cut running from her genitals all the way to her throat. Throat. (laughs) All the way to her throat. So again, like the pig... Um, except her head was missing, and so were her anus and genitals, mm-hmm. which we'll get to a little bit more about that later, <laughs> in just a second here. So, she was hanging up just like a fucking deer, and I've seen deer hanging in garages because my dad goes it's, deer hunting. It's... <laughs> same. That's literally how they do it. Well, usually my dad will... He says gut. I hate yeah. that word. He says gut it in the field, where it, that's where he like cuts around the butt and like up the stomach. And, uh, no, no, thank you. Yeah, remember when Levi hit that deer and they tried to gut it in the ditch? It smelled so bad, <laughs> and he left the deer's asshole in my neighbor's yard. <laughs> and that neighbor was so picky about his yard. He would be out there with an itty bitty shovel and bucket, getting every single dandelion and weed from his yard every day. <laughs> and he found a Those deer fucking asshole. dandelions. <laughs> I can't imagine what they were thinking when it was nighttime and all of a sudden, like, because it was like maybe midnight, one of them. They're old. Or They're like 90. They were probably sleeping. Like, this guy's old. But still, wouldn't you wake up if you heard a gunshot outside your house? I mean, I guess it's the country, so there's like always people shooting shit, but at like yeah. 12 o'clock at night? Damn. Yeah. Um. So, he was obviously a messy person, um, so when Mr. Sheriff was looking around the house, it was like a disaster. It was a mess with books and trash and all the rubbish everywhere. I have pictures of the house. I'm not going to share pictures of what they found in the house, but I have pictures of what the house looked like that I will post on the Facebooks. And we can probably throw them up on Instagram, too. Mm-hmm. I still got to make the Instagram, but it it'll will be, be ready thing. by the time this is up. It'll be, um, yeah, we'll go over our social media. So make sure you check those out, bitches. Mm-hmm. Um, 
As they searched the house, the officers found, this is a long list, prepare <laughs> yourself, really make list. sure you are not eating. Um, Trigger warning. <laughs> if you do not like grimy, gruesome details. Skip ahead a good minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, if you're here, you're obviously probably just like us and we like gory details. So <laughs> This isn't even the whole list. This is just the shortened version, I think. I'm sure there's plenty more to this story than what we're giving off, but, like, because, I mean, yeah. So they found two shin bones, four human noses, um, a can converted into a tom-tom, which I'm pretty sure is, like, an old term for some kind of drum. It's a certain type of drum. Yep, and then it was, it had human skin stretched over the top and bottom, a bowl made out of a human head, nine death masks made from human or from women's faces. Do you think he ate cereal and stuff out of that bowl? Yeah, he used them. Who? He did. Gross. He was literally like renovating his house to be flesh. <laughs> like as we get into this. Ew. Ten female heads that had been sawn off um, at the eyebrows. Don't really know why. That's a weird spot. Maybe to make brows. more bowls. Like, you know, the top of your head, above your brows. Maybe he's making more bowls. I suppose, because then you reach your eye holes. Yeah. Um, he found bracelets, purses, knives, knife sheaths, not knives, leggings, all made of human skin, four chairs made of human skin seats, a shoebox nice. with nine salted lavias. Or vulvas, okay. not labias. I thought vulvas was something in your throat. Well, I learned today that it is not your throat. It's part of your kuka. Yeah, it's the lips, the external part of the vagina, the part you can see. Um, one of those vulvas was his mother's. Uh, all of them were spray painted silver, which I think is to help them be like preserved. Um, a human head hanging. Maybe he was just bougie and he wanted silver vulvas. Yes. <laughs> He's like, this pussy's so good, it's going to be silver. <laughs> <laughs> yep. A lampshade and a skirt made of human, or, and a shirt made out of human skin. Lots of shrunken heads, which I don't exactly know what that means, but I do know one of the books he was reading about um, in World War II, like, experiments had to do with um, someone trying to shrink heads. So I think that's what he was trying to do with them. Make smaller little bowls for like dipping yeah. sauces. <laughs> I just think of Beetlejuice when he's sitting on the couch next to that guy that has a really small head. And yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny. Um, two skulls on his bedpost, a belt made of human nipples, which- be an interesting belt. I, of course I didn't silence my phone. Um, <laughs> I want one. Like a fake one, obviously. I don't want real human nipples, but no, like you want real human nipples. What a fashion Gotta statement! Walking around with a nipple belt. Fuck yeah. I mean, nipples are pretty interesting. <laughs> human lips hanging from a string. A full Ew. woman's bodysuit, including the mask, breast, and vulva. Oh, and I read somewhere that he would uh, like wear this woman's suit, and he would go like dance around in graveyards in this woman's suit, which mm -hmm. is like. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> they found Bernice's heart in a pan on the stove and a fridge full of human organs. Police also found Bernice's head in a sack. Uh, in her ears were super big nails that were, like, attached to this twine. 
Uh, he was going to hang her for decoration, is what he had said. It's an interesting decoration you got there. Yep. Okay, buddy. Um, the bodies of over 15 women were found in his home. He only confessed to two murders. The rest were said to be grave robbings, which we know he did, but I, I feel like there has to be more murders than this, because there's a three-year gap between Mary and Bernice. He's probably just good at hiding the bodies and stuff. I mean, like like the hunters and shit. Like, they yep. never found those. And, like, uh, Evelyn, they never found her. Not that I could find anyways. And um, He said the reason he had killed live people is because the skin from the deceased bodies was hard to work with when crafting. Oh. Yeah, that's a bit weird. <laughs> oh. <sighs> It is said that sometimes he brought fresh venison to his neighbors, but Gein had also said he had never shot in a deer. Um, that is not venison, my friend. In the interview I saw with his neighbors in it, they didn't mention this. I don't know if it's because they didn't want to or maybe it wasn't true, but that's what I saw it on two different sources that we used, which we'll link in the thing. <laughs> I just want to know what it'd be like to be those neighbors, like, finding out later on that, like, he's never shot a deer in his life and you've received, like, meat from him. And you're like, oh, cool, yeah, deer, venison. I mean, Let's have some venison steaks for dinner. My dad gives me venison all the time. I don't... Same. I, I don't go over hunt. to my dad's house and he'll load me up with some fucking venison. Like, yeah, I've got so steaks in my freezer. It could have been, like, he cook. got it from someone else. He decided he didn't want to eat it and he gave it to them. But it's also kind of suspicious that, like, he didn't have friends. Like, I don't think anyone would willingly give him a bunch of food. Well, and his dad was dead. Yeah. So, obviously, it wasn't his dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's... Where's he getting the venison? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, when he was in the, like, police station and stuff, he was refusing to talk for, like, 30 hours until the police gave him a piece of apple pie with cheddar cheese on it. What Where the fuck? <laughs> we... It's, like... I guess a staple in that area of Wisconsin, and we are going to go to a restaurant and get that when we're there because I need to know what this tastes like. I mean, apples and cheese, that's like a thing. You know, people eat apples and cheese, but like I've never had apple pie with cheese on it. That's what got him talking. I was like, what? I mean, I can't remember what case it was, but there was a dude where um, I, he was a killer and he was sitting in an interview and he wouldn't talk until he got a cheeseburger. From McDonald's. So they literally went and got him a cheeseburger from McDonald's, and they're like, all right, you can get fucking talking now. <laughs> yep. I don't know what it is. They're just like, give me food, and I'll fucking talk. If you're ever getting, like, interviewed by the police, just call your lawyer and be like, hey, on your way, stop at McDonald's. Right. <laughs> so note to self, if you're ever arrested and being questioned for crimes... Request food first. (laughs) Tell them I will talk if you give me food. (laughs) Same. Um, He was declared criminally insane, probably because he wanted apple pie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He spent the next 10 years in the asylum. Um, Medical staff reported that he was well-behaved, but he came delusional around the time of a full moon. Maybe he was a werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was diagnosed with schizophrenia, which 
I don't know. I don't know if he, like, it was legitimately schizophrenia. It was probably something else, because... Yeah, again, this was way, way back in the day. Like, it didn't say paranoid schizophrenia. It didn't say... Like, there's a lot of different types of schizophrenia now, and it was just labeled as schizophrenia in what I saw, but, I mean, now there's so many different kinds of mental disorders. So many. Yes. It's probably something else. I don't know. But in 1968, he was declared fit to stand trial for murdering Bernice Warden. Um, After the trial ended, obviously he was found guilty, but he was declared not guilty by reason of insanity. So, yeah, he's obviously insane. Um, Mm -hmm. Mr. Sheriff, he had died of a heart attack at 43, Um, A lot of people say he's a victim of Ed because uh, he died from the horrors of Ed Gein's crimes because it had traumatized him so much, which honestly, can't blame you there, buddy. That's some traumatizing, traumatizing shit. Especially in a small town in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin at the time. Nothing happens in Wisconsin. You rarely see stuff from Wisconsin. Uh, Look it up. There's a lot of killers that have come from Wisconsin or lived in Wisconsin for a period of their life. Really? Yeah, like, Wisconsin's got all the fucked up people. They're like the northern Florida. Oh, now I'm gonna get Wisconsin people hanging. It's fine. (laughs) Hey, neighbor state. (laughs) What's going on? We're probably not that much better anyways. (laughs) Check out Minneapolis. (laughs) (laughs) So, six years after... Um, like the trial and stuff, he was returned to Central State Hospital in seventeen er, seventeen ninety four. <laughs> <laughs> time, tra- <laughs> okay. time travels. Yep. Too many white claws in. <laughs> Gein filed a petition to have himself released from the hospital on the grounds that he was now fully mentally competent. Probably not. Nope. Um, <laughs> He was twice denied his application, and in 1978, so four years later, uh, he was 72, he was moved to the Mendota Mental State, or Mendota Mental Institute, not the state, um, in the Wisconsin capital of Madison. Uh, He developed dementia, cancer, and respiratory failure, and he died in the geriatric ward. Um... He was at, or he was seventy eight when he uh, died in the geriatric ward uh, at three a.m. on the following day, so July twenty seventh, nineteen eighty four. Ed Gein was laid to rest in a coffin between his brothers and his mother's remains at Plainfield Cemetery. And that's where we're going. Yes. Um, so some things that I kind of found after we had already done this research, but couldn't find a spot where they fit in. Um, one time he was at, uh, well. Go back. Okay, so Georgia Foster, one of his neighbors, did an interview. Oh. And it said that Ed would play with the kids. Uh, they would often jump on his back and give uh, he would give them horsey back rides and things like that. Uh, she called him, quote, uh, he was just a little odd man. Which I thought was kind of... Like, she's just a sweet old lady. Like, she's <laughs> smiling in this interview, trying to, like, keep it positive. Like, just... I don't know. My heart goes out to her. Because, like, she... Uh, she knew Ed is like a completely different person than yeah, what he actually was. Yeah, and she was, was still trying to like be positive about the whole thing. Like she was smiling and laughing and like props, lady, props. Yeah. 
So one day she was in a store chatting with Ed and another friend of hers named Irene. And they just happened to be talking about um, Mary, I think it was. I think they were talking about Mary. And Georgia jokes, you know, I think... I think I know what happened to Mary Hogan. I think Eddie ran off with her, you know? He's such a lady killer. She was just joking. It's like, haha, Ed doesn't have friends. He's never had a girlfriend. <laughs> Ed. Because I'm a lady killer. If I want her, I'm a stealer. <laughs> <laughs> Ed replied, yeah. And yum yum, she was good. Ew. Yep. Gross. Um. Gross. <laughs> mm hmm. Again, it wasn't a joke. No, he probably ate the shit out well, of her. Well, okay, wait. Technically, uh, the cannibalism and... I forgot the word. What's it called when he fucked dead people? Necrophilia. Yeah, necrophilia. They okay. were never proven. Excuse me. Oops, someone's at your door. Yeah, someone's at my house. They were never proven, but it's very likely that it has happened. Another fun fact. So... Uh, around the same time that, like, the trial happened and stuff, Ed's home was actually burned down before he died. Many people in the community were actually really happy that it happened because some dude was, like, supposed to buy it and turn it into, like, this tourist attraction and stuff like that and call it the House of Horrors, which, I mean, would have been cool, but, like, I respect why people were happy about it not being done because... That's something really traumatizing, but that's something I would totally go and see. The next thing that I plan on talking about, I'm going to keep this a secret from you, is called The House of Horrors. You don't look it up. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) She kept telling me that she has a surprise for me and I don't get to know yet. (laughs) That's coming at the way end. Just a little bit here. Um, So in 2000, his head was... Or his head. (laughs) (laughs) Payback, Ed. (laughs) I took your head. In 2000, his headstone was stolen. So like his grave. Um, It was later found in Seattle. Um, That's a pretty long way to travel. Yep. Um, It was vandalized at the number 666, and it was beaten up, and they were going to put it in the local museum, but decided not to. So probably some, like, Satanists that were like, we're going to go get his headstone and fuck with it. They wanted to put it in the same museum that we're actually going to, which is the old jailhouse, and they still have Ed Gein's jail cell up. Ooh. And they wanted to put it in there, but the town's kind of like... Obviously, it's not a past that you are proud of if you're living there. Oh, so they didn't want to have too much to attract Ed Gein fanatics, I guess. I don't know. I don't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to attract people like us either. Mm. That's fine. <laughs> uh, their house was actually uh, located 10 kilometers southwest of Plainfield, so it was like right outside the town. Um, and it's a town in central Wisconsin, halfway between Milwaukee and M- Minneapolis. And Minneapolis is like an hour from where at. So yep. this property is legitimately two, two, exactly four hours away from our location. Um, it's a two-story farmhouse on the corner of a 65-hectare property. So that'll be fun. Fun little road trip we get to go on. 
um, on full moon nights, Ed would uh, dance in the skins of the women outside. So, like I said, their little uh, skin suit. Mm-hmm. He would dance I, in the graveyards on full moons. I found out some of his neighbors would just think, oh, that's Ed's weird girlfriend again. Like, some people actually saw him dancing. And it, thought it was just a different person? Well, I mean, he had a bunch of land, so it was, like, far, far, far distance. They probably just saw hair and thought... He's got this crazy-ass girlfriend yeah. that goes dancing in the middle of the night <laughs> on full moons. What the oh, like, fuck? Shit. The things poor Georgia probably saw, like... Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean... Makes me wonder what the neighbors around here would think of us when we had those nights where we'd randomly, you know, be outside drunk as shit doing stupid things. Or, uh, like... We were probably their entertainment. Cracky walking by. (laughs) 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 I throw us in the driveway. I haven't seen her in a while. She's probably hibernating. She might be. Too many Snickers. She's gonna come out with her fupa. Bear belly. Yep. Her jean jacket waddling down, talking to her Snickers. <laughs> no, it was Reese's. She was talking to her Reese's. Oh, I thought it was Snickers. My and bad. It was, it was a bag of Reese's, and it was like the pre-opened, like not wrapped Reese's cups, like the mini ones that were She's in too the bag. Too high to be able to unwrap them. Yeah. <laughs> she was walking down the road, fucking talking to him. I was like, okay, lady. All right, she likes Reese's. Um, Murderpedia reported that four people went missing in the late 1940s and the early 1950s near where Gaynett lived, but remains of a 15-year-old girl and an 8-year-old girl and two men were never found. Still, it's suspected that Ed may have had something to do with uh, their disappearances, which probably would not surprise me. There has to be more, especially seeing that there's a three-year gap between Mary, his first known, and Bernice, his second. Like, there has to be more, right? Well, it's such a big time period and, like, all the stuff. I know he did grave robbing and stuff, but where did all the other body parts come from? And all the things he had made out of those bodies, but he had said that the people that he would take from their graves were harder to work with when crafting. So, like, yeah. how did he make all that stuff with only two bodies? No kidding. Because, like, rigor mortis is also a thing, too. And you'd think the skin would deteriorate by the time. And there's not enough skin on, like, two people for all the stuff <laughs> that he made. Because, I mean, if they're anything like my size, looking at all the skin that I have, you won't be able to make much out of me. Okay. Do you want me to do the sur- surprise now? Or do you want to read off things that we have first? No, I want my surprise. I'm curious. I've been waiting for this. I had kind of told you before that I was listening to a different podcast, and they had a poem about Ed Gein. Oh, no. And I couldn't find it. Well, eventually, I found it. I still don't know who wrote it, but I found it. Oh, no. Um, I'm going to read it. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Uh, "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the shed, creatures were stirring, even old Ed. The bodies were hung from the rafters above, while Ed was searching for another love. Oh. He went to Watona in a plain, for a Plainsfield deal, looking for love and also a meal. What <gasps> <laughs> to his hungry eyes should appear, but old Mary Hogan in a new red brassiere. Her cheeks were red like roses kissed by the sun, and she let out a scream at the sight of Ed's gun. 
<laughs> when Ed pulled the trigger, Mary fell dead. He took out his old axe and cut off her head. Then he took the hacksaw and cut her in two, one half for hamburger, the other for stew. Ew! <laughs> and laying a hand aside her meal, aside her heel, up the rafters went his next meal. He sprung, he sprung to his truck and flew to the graveyard. The hours were short and much he must do. He looked for he looked for the grave where the fattest one laid and started digging with a shovel and spade. He shoveled and shoveled and shoveled some more until he finally reached the old coffin door. He took out a crowbar and pried the box open. Not only not only was he clever but sly as a fox. As he picked up the body and cut off her head, he could tell by the smell that the old doll was dead. <laughs> felt- Probably. I mean, if she's buried, I hope she's dead. <laughs> He filled, he filled in the grave with the moonlit moonlight above, and once again, old Ed has found new love. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Obviously, it's not like factually correct, but it's pretty close. Yeah, like, pretty damn close. Oh, I couldn't stop. I was like laugh crying when I read it for the first time. <laughs> What the fuck? Okay. Oh, what were those jokes that you told me? You gotta tell me those jokes again. Those were pretty fucking great. I don't know. Let me find them. Somebody wrote some jokes about Eggie. There's a bunch, but I only have room to write down two. So, uh, what did Ed Gein say to the hearse that drove by? Uh, dig you later, baby. <laughs> Grave robbing, get it? <laughs> dig you later, baby. What did Ed Gein keep in his cookie jar? Lady fingers. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> can't. I found a list of like. If you just type in Ed Gein jokes, there will be a website that pops up with a list of like a hundred of them. And I just wrote down two because that's all I had room for on my paper. But there are some fucking hilarious ones. Maybe I'll post some with the pictures of his house. Dark humor is such a great thing. It is. I don't know why people got to get it. so offended over it because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> well, I think that comes to the conclusion of our very first podcast episodes. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you check out our Facebook and our Instagram. It's um, at the Claw Crypt. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel, which is where we're going to post our trip to Plainfield on. So make sure you check that out, too. By the time this episode's up, it should be there. Hopefully. It should be. <laughs> as long as we don't run into the same complications we did before recording today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got my GoPro today, too. I haven't even looked at it, but I brought it with. My mom's going to let me use hers so we can have two different perspectives like different going. different angles and stuff. Yeah. Okay, anyways, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, cases, Please or... Please send them in. Yeah, if you want us to do something different, let us know. Um, you can email us. Our email is uh, theclawcrypt at gmail. And then you can also leave us a review Ooh. on whatever thing you're listening to this on or our Facebook page and we will I will I don't know if Emily will I'm going to definitely read the reviews oh yeah I also want to hear like other people's stories like if you have any like true crime or creepy stories like send them in we want to read them um 
get to know you guys a little bit too will you get to know us because like obviously we want to interact with our listeners so yeah okay i think that sums it up i don't know how to end an episode (laughs) have a good time get drunk (laughs) fuck bitches (laughs) 